Welcome to the Disrupting Wellbeing podcast with Petra and Perks. This podcast is simple. We want to go beyond bubble bath wellbeing and think deeply about the world we live in and what it really takes to thrive. This includes things like activism at work, challenging the cult in culture, and of course, having brave conversations that lead the way in building a future of work that we want to be part of, including making benefits inclusive for all. So let's dive into our next episode. Having well-being in a manner that suits the individual and being able to be successful, have ambition and do all of those things and have well-being work alongside that, complement that, be part of that, being inherently part of that is really important. And um, yeah, I'd wish that for everybody if I could. It's not this formula about the amount of hours that you work because everybody is different. So there's almost this shaming of like, oh, you worked overtime. Oh my goodness. You took your laptop on holiday, right? Uh, and this is, I guess, the, what we want to focus on in the Disrupting Wellbeing podcast is to yeah. um, just real talk and not be as politically correct and just think everybody is is different and needs different things. But that element of success actually can coexist, right? There Agreed. are small things that, that we can do. And for me, disrupting well-being is also about the influences that I see affecting people. It's about, are your goals aligned with what you do? So me and you both have fun when we're working, yes. right? So we're experiencing joy. We're not going, oh, I have to experience joy afterwards to top up for this like horribleness that some people experience. We're actually like, oh my God, I get, I'm so lucky that I get to have a conversation as part of work or I get to meet really interesting people, right? Yeah. Um, or, or do really interesting projects. Every day is different, you know, all those pieces. And so it's less about the hours and more about alignment, I think, with your flow, your skills, your joy. Genuinely chocolate works for me. And, I get, um, I, I watched Willy Wonka as a child and I peel back the thing as if it's the Wonka bar and then it goes in your mouth and it feels uh, good. Right. Yeah. And I love hot bars. I like walking. Um, you know, I try and yeah. make sure I take time for a walk, but I also like winning. I also like doing my job. I also like, I mean, I'm never going to be at the end of the to-do list, but if I accomplish 20% of it, I feel like I'm having a great day. And and that makes me feel just as good as peeling back that chocolate and taking a bite. Now, I would never have called a counsellor, right? And I, I appreciate that's right or wrong and, and everything else. It's honest. It's what it is. Um, mm. and, and, you know, I own a business that delivers mental health. But I had, I had never used a counsellor before because my situation wasn't so dire that I felt it was negatively impacting my life in a way that I needed to reach out for help. Now, I called that number. They gave me three little exercises and they were small. They basically said, Stella, you're solving for worst case scenario, but you're not thinking about best case scenario and you're definitely not thinking about most likely case scenario. And then they gave me a little exercise to look out the window and do something. Do you know what? The mask came off within a week. Now, I'm sure counselling isn't like that in general. This, but, but what I thought was nice about that is my situation wasn't dire. It wasn't horrendous. I was functioning perfect normal but a little bit of help in a positive way to a scenario that wasn't actually an issue. There was no big issue. I just, but it was an I just issue looked for like you. a, you know, bit of a different person <laughs> wearing a mask when nobody else did, but that was okay with me because I'm quite happy wearing that. But what, what I guess my, my point on it is that in a backdrop of a mental health crisis, I probably didn't feel that it was valid for me to reach out because my problem wasn't 
that bad. And I think that alongside there being a crisis, if there is a crisis and there are giant waiting lists and it is expensive to find help in a lot of ways, then if there is a way that you can actually bring that into the resilience building, tackling a problem before it gets to crisis point, you know, that would be amazing. So I love podcasting mostly because I love the ability to have deep conversations with people. And I know we've got some amazing guests lined up, thought leaders, uh, people from all different walks of life, right? And and I'm just really um, excited to go a little bit deeper than when I go to well-being conferences, I hear about, you know, all the things they're doing well, right? So it's like, hey, we, we piloted this thing and here were all the amazing things that we achieved, right? And everyone's in the PR version of well-being, right? Which is like, we've got this right. And they're talking about like a microcosm of their business or about something they tried. They're not talking about well, what were the struggles with it? What's not going well? Like, where where are we getting it wrong and how are we learning? And I think whenever I speak to audiences in those events, that's the bit they want to know. They want to know that they're not alone in like the struggle. And like, we're in a new world, right? Where, where we're in this hybrid world. And, and I, it, it cracks me up when businesses are like, we've got this perfect hybrid policy. Come in for two days and or come in for three or whatever the policy is to create some kind of illusion of safety for their people to make them be the most productive they can be. And I think it's an illusion because we are all making this up as we go along. And so I want us to, to, leaders and managers and, and thought leaders to kind of disrupt that a little bit and think, actually, let's embrace the experiment, right? Let's embrace it openly and talk about where are the struggles and the difficulties, because I actually think the whole world of work and how we're thinking about well-being needs to evolve a lot quicker than it is to match the way the world is evolving. If we think of AI, if we think of the way the world of work is moving in such a fast direction, and we're still putting on little talks to tell people stories and, you know, just doing things that I don't think are disruptive enough. So I want to bring some of that, bring some edge with you and and also with our amazing guests, kind of go beneath the surface of like the shiny PR well-being, right? And go a little bit deeper. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you got loads of ideas on how you can be the change and disrupt well-being in your world and your workplace. If you want to hear any more about our guests or the resources we mentioned, check out our show notes. And of course, find your workplace benefits at perks.com and all your strategy or training needs at petrabelzebor.com. I'm so excited for future conversations. Please do join us for the next episode of Disrupting Wellbeing with massively interesting conversations and guests who will give you practical ideas to be the change you want to see in the world. See you next time.